Tell us about yourselves, guys, for those uh, that don't know. My name is Steve Timothy. I am a professional Ludramon. I think that's the only term for professional Tom Fool. Uh, people might know me from the Farmer Michael sketches where I play the bumbling, racist, homophobic, always confused, but always right idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose I'm Roxy Goldby and I'm new to this madness world of Farmer Michael. You're dragged into it. Dragged in. Kicking Forc- and screaming. Forcibly. Yeah, I just kidnapped Forcibly. her off the street and I said, do funny things. And she went, yes, sir. And that was it. I don't think and I do, do you have any experience in that kind of thing, Roxy? None whatsoever. Done stage work, but not this kind of stage work. It was dancing yeah. and comedy. So I done three years of jazz and seven of tap. Oh my god, we match. Yeah, yeah. See, it was meant to be. I was on it Broadway was and everything. Oh, I totally believe it. Yeah. Cats, yeah? Or oh, no, I prefer dogs. <laughs> you idiot. So with the two of you mixed together then it's a fine mix. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. yeah. Yeah. And how's I am, the I am. How's the videos going for you reception wise and all that? Good, good. Uh the last while we've been trying kind of new stuff and mixing it up a bit just to kind of I don't know, test the waters I suppose. So people have been a bit up and down with that, but what can you do? You know, you can't you know You can't please everyone. Yeah, yeah. You have to try new things and you have to see what people like because you can only test by doing. You know what I mean? So exactly. Way to know we're not going to like get a fucking research company to do targeted analysis for us. You know what I mean? You have to put it out and see what sticks. You know. And how did you get into comedy? Me accidentally. I done a sketch with my brother. It's actually strangely enough today is the six year anniversary of first ever sketch that I done Congrats. with my brother in a car in Air Square. So that was the first ever sketch, and he was called Farmer Martin at the time. And so that kind of, it grew from there then. And I just started doing, I done the Conor McGregor call out and a few things like that. And they just kind of went viral then from a very early stage. So it was kind of like, okay, people like this. At the beginning, I think people didn't know whether he was real or not, which I loved. They thought it was an actual fella in the car and someone recording him, you know, and just kind of half secret recording. They didn't really know. And then they started to get the gist of it and, then I suppose then after a while we broke out of Ireland and reached England and America and Australia and stuff. And that's when we kind of like, boom, you know, then we realized, oh, we can tour the UK and it was Make crazy. Something it. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy and scary. So it was a pure accidental. So when you're driving around Galway now, I'm sure people would notice you. They'd expect you probably to be in character 24-7. Yeah, sometimes they get upset if I'm not actually Farmer Michael. Yeah. They're, they still can't distinguish that I'm not him. You know, well, that, in fairness, it's hard not to notice you with the car anyway. Yeah, and the clothes you and the hair and the beard. And, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Most people just, most people are nice, though. They just come over for a picture or whatever. They don't. I don't not. think I realised how noticeable he was until, like, the second night that we met to run through sketches. And yeah. we were going through McDonald's drive-through to get a coffee. And there was a car coming out the other way and we were kind of stuck out the side. There's traffic coming out and traffic coming in. And these girls just looked over and started screaming. And I was just like, what have I got myself into? 
Because I didn't understand how big this was. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was so weird. See, like, it's it's funny, but if if I was out of the car with those people, I'd, I'd want to leave straight away. I'd get very panicky and I wouldn't want to be there. But, like, yeah. it's like, after a while you get a sixth sense where, like, I'd be sent to Roxy, this fellow's <clears> going to ask for an hour. Oh, this fellow's coming over to the car. I can, I can see him talking about me. Who? What? And I go, you're mad. Look, he's going to look around in a minute because the girlfriend's telling him. And he turns around. You get this. And when people kind of come around the car and you can see them in the rear view and they know that you know they're going to ask me for a pic, but they're trying to build up confidence. And I'm just there feeling really panicky going, just please ask me for the photo. And because yeah, I, yeah, cause I feel like, because I suffer from panic disorder. So it's kind of just, just ask me for the photo, please. You know, it's just. It's it's odd. It's strange. I still you never you never get used to it. It's the car as well then that gets you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should drive a Lancia Delta or something. Like. It wouldn't be you though. Yeah, I know. See, the car is kind of half the thing as well with the clothes as well. It's all part of the kind of brand and the the image and the whole the whole thing. It's like when you're on about that you want to shave your beard. You cannot get rid of your beard. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's good it's to me your now. Brand. Yeah. It's just part and, part and parcel, I suppose. And it's weird as well, like, when you think about it, that I started off, like, Michael is meant to be a 68-year-old traditional Irish farmer. But I managed to sell the character while having a hair, uh, a man bun and wearing flashy shirts and dicky bows and blazers. And people still bought it. So I found that the most surprising thing, I think. Yeah. I think they just think it's funny, like, so once it's making yeah. people laugh, they'll go with it. Well, that's it, isn't it? You know what I mean? That's that's all we're doing at the end of the day is trying to bring a bit of joy to people, make them forget their worries for a while, you know? And if you do that, then job done, you know? On, on the flip side of it then, because it's 2020 and everyone is offended by anything, I'm sure you've had countless stories of people fucking abusing you probably online and everything over sketches. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a regular occurrence. I, online, you can kind of deal with it unless it's, very specific threats like I've had you know targeted my brother's been targeted and he suffers from a learning disability and he yeah, was you know. big twitter set up and things like that and they were sending messages to my twitter account and tagging pictures of vegetables and stuff and that like obviously that's that's the lowest of the low you know what I mean target me for what I do don't target yeah. my brother learning disability like you know only for their benefit they didn't live in Galway because I would be literally driving through their front door because when it comes to Jamie I would go to prison and I yeah. have near you know and I wouldn't be ashamed of that if I do whatever a few years for defending my brother's honour then so be it you know I'm not afraid of that and if it comes to that and it's sad that it should have to come to that you know what I mean and like online you can deal with it in in person it's kind of a bit harder because yeah. people drive by shouting shit or boring shit and like I might have Jamie in the car with me you know and it's kind of like did you feel the need to do that what did you gain out of that? you know it's it's sad really you know what I mean so yeah. but the majority of the experience I'd imagine is positive anyway oh the vast yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it's always it's always a few it's always a certain amount of by racer types from out the east side of Galway you know it's, it's, really, it's nearly <laughs> primarily them yeah. you know every other group fine it's nearly always them it's the same crowd the same crowd that seem to drive the same certain cars they go to the the car meetups it's all them people i don't know what their issue is but obviously 
I don't like them, so they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> are they je- are they jealous of your car? Maybe that's it. I don't think so, because one of them started shouting at me one night, how much are you paying back that a week or something? As if I got higher purchase or something. And it's like, mm. no, I do videos online. That's why you knew me enough to harass me. That's how I have the car. We're, we're, like, what's the issue? And then his friend threatened to drag me out of the car and batter me. So that was nice. So, oh, Jesus. Yeah. On a more positive, on a more positive note. Yeah, go on. Yeah, the, the, you were doing a good few live shows before all this pandemic and everything kicked yeah. in. How were they going for you? Brilliant. Brilliant. Our last one was in the town hall in Galway, and that was March 6th. So that was the last one, and I probably won't get to see one maybe until that time next year. So yeah. we're without them. So our, our tour is cancelled midway through, really, and we done so many shows in Liverpool and Manchester and Glasgow, Edinburgh, Southport Comedy Festival first act in it to sell out two back-to-back shows we done uh london uh birmingham sheffield nottingham swansea just every like every place and we've it's been packed and it's just it's scary it's scary but cool you know, are you going to be, is Roxy going to be jumping on board the live shows then as well? Yeah, I am yeah. indeed. She's I getting am. dragged into it. And how do you feel about that? Dragged into yeah. Another thing, I mean. Get ready for dogs abuse. Do. <laughs> dogs abuse you'll be getting. I'm but, actually looking forward for to me. it. But it's not for me, so you know that it could be all good. Because yeah. it's my kid, you know what I mean? It's from my kid. Yeah. You get yeah. used to that. That's from my kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's not from your dog. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do no, you, I am. I'm really looking forward to it now, to be fair. Do you find... I love how find... farmer on the back of my car. <laughs> There's a farmer on the back of my car. Sorry, do I find... It's product placement there for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you, Would you find like that the live things will be a lot harder than the online videos? Or what do you think? You'd have experienced, Steve. What do you think? I think... Yeah, it would be. It would be a bit harder, but sure. It will be for you at the beginning. At the for beginning, me, yeah. For me, doing the live show now is so easy because I know what I'm doing and I know the backup set when shit goes wrong. See, I don't know what I'm expecting yet. And I'm good at that. I'm even. still waiting to hear what I'm meant to expect. So yeah, I'm still yeah. to go through a script thing yeah. and all this kind of crap. But once you get comfortable with it, you'll be away with it. Oh yeah, sure. You're just there to try and stop me, basically, and so it's like basically a daily thing anyway. You throw up the tennis balls and I slap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like a normal day-to-day thing anyway. Just on yeah, and yeah. like there's always like obviously not two shows to be the same because there's bits where I'll just yeah. you know ad lib and fly off the handle and then backstage you'd be like, what was that I said again? That was brilliant. That'll work. Keep that for the next show. Yeah. So we've we've continuously improved by just doing live shows. And there's no way to gauge, like a lot of comedians that do a show, a limited show to like 20 people to try out new material. That, you'll, never, um, you'll never know if that works. You're better off to try that in front of 500 people in Liverpool. If it fails, yeah. make a joke about that it failed. You know, like I'll go, well, you can tell Roxy wrote that one. You know, you turn it into a joke. <laughs> yeah. you make it a joke itself. You make the failure of a joke a joke. So, you know, so it'll work either way. Would you think about doing any of those online gigs? No, because you can't, no. unless you could see and hear all the people, then it's dead for comedy. You yeah, can't, you can't, you can't ju- ju- gauge the reaction. You can't time 
when to come in again, you don't know how long to wait for laughter because you don't know if they're not if they're laughing or not. So you could be there like a tit waiting five seconds, give them five, give them five, and they're just they're waiting and for five them. seconds of silence is dead in comedy. It's like you'd know from what you do, radio silence is the utter killer. So yeah. you know, it's just it, it wouldn't really work like. Yeah, I think I've seen a few people online doing that kind of thing, but I wouldn't yeah. envy it at all. If you, could, if you could see the people. Yeah, you know, but, but even still, with I don't know, with shit broadband in Ireland and people yeah, maybe yeah. lagging and everything, I don't know. Yeah. Latency and all that jazz, you'd be like, you know, you'd be into the joke and they're still laughing. Yeah. What's the crack with your Everton book, anyway? I've seen a bit online about uh, I decided to write a book, uh, well, not write a book from Michael's perspective about Everton and Ireland's connections to England and Ireland's connections to Liverpool and a fam- few famous Irish players that didn't really exist that are in Michael's mind, like the great Pat O'Sullivan and Willie Rooney, who is loosely based on, obviously. And uh, mm-hmm. so I met up fake histories of them fleeing the Civil War in Mayo and landed in the boat in Liverpool. And it's kind of a, it's basically an exploration of Ireland's kind of links to Britain. And there's a bit of socialism and a bit of uh, wanting uh, Everton to form a breakaway republic, free from mm. Shaq, the Copite Empire, which they'll do by uh, waging a guerrilla war. So it's almost a, a microcosm mirror of the North. Right. In, a, in an Evertonian freedom uh, Republican group, so it's kind of it's kind of tongue in cheek, but people said they liked it, and people said it was funny, and I was laughing reading a few bits of it. So you know, I enjoyed writing it, and I thought it was good crack, and yeah, so we had to get that, and it's it's going well, and we're absolutely delighted. I never thought I'd get a bu- I'd have a book, you know, it's strange. Like, did anyone in the club see it? Uh, Richard Kenyon, the head of marketing and everything we would have had to run it by him because we couldn't use the crest otherwise and we had to have a crest that was not infringing on their copyright and stuff like that so he's aware of it and not sure about the players but i know wayne rooney seen our sketches seamus coleman sees them because he he whatsapps me regularly uh they used to actually uh, mock wayne rooney with our sketches so i found that great like and the first time i was over there we went to meet the players and like yeah it was so weird because like Seamus Coleman was there, Michael, and he called me over and like, it's just weird to be recognized, you know, to go over there and be recognized by them people, you know, and it was like, oh my God, this is the life. This is like, in Liverpool, it's a different, a different world for what I do. You know what I mean? It's a completely different world. And even if they hate what you do and don't like your videos, they'll still congratulate you, which they'd never do in Ireland. If they don't like your character, well, they, they confuse character with the person, but if they don't like you, or what you do, they hate you as a person. Whereas in Liverpool, it was kind of different. People were like coming over, I hate your shit, but fair play to you. you know, so, <laughs> but that's nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. At least they're being honest and they don't like it, but fair play to you for doing it. You know, you don't get that here. Here it's just like, they either like it or they hate you. And the, they begrudge no, you even. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you're an ambassador for the Irish Wheelchair Association as well, I see. I am, yeah, because I'm a proud cripple. <laughs> people get really offended when I say that and I've always said I want to take that back back that word and strip its strip its negative connotations like African Americans have done with the n-word like gay yeah. people have done with queer I want to take it back I don't want 
I don't ever want the word cripple to be used against a small child in a playground that maybe in a wheelchair have negative con- connotations. I want that kid to be proud to say, yeah, I am a Because then the yeah. kids can't against them because they know it won't work. You know I seen I mean? you. I seen you say it on the Virgin Media. I was looking at an interview there the other day on YouTube, and I think yeah. uh, the presenter was pretty shocked when you said it. Yeah, I know it's become this. Like I, I, I do a joke on stage where I go like, oh, now because political correctness, I can't say the c word anymore, and the crowd are like blah blah blah, and I go, yeah, I can't say content cripple. So, <laughs> so they obviously think it's the c word, but cripple, like. I say cunt on stage and people kind of laugh. I say cripple on stage and people go, oh, 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 you know. It's almost like, but I'm saying it. I, I am one, technically. And I can also use the word spastic because I suffer some, from spasms, but that's even worse again. And people go like, oh, Jesus, he didn't say that. And they're like, I did, right? I am, you know, <laughs> I am what I am. Fuck it, I can't change it, you know. So strip it of its, its negativity. Yeah, that's good. And how did you become involved as an ambassador with the Wheelchair Association? Or uh, Kind of accidentally, like everything else in my life, including yeah. my accident. That was accidental. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they, in the early days, they asked me to share something or something about some fundraiser. Because obviously their funding has just dried up because they can't go collecting, you know. And uh, people can't attend the day centres. They can't be transporting people what they do for about 300,000 people across Ireland. I think we're the largest minority nearly in Ireland. No so, day services for people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, some older people, like they mightn't, they mightn't have anyone coming to them. The day services, all they look forward to, a cup of tea, biscuit, chat with someone, someone coming in doing whatever guitar lessons or flower arranging with them. And I just said to them, like, you know what I'll do? I'll do one better. I'll do a fundraiser myself and see what I would come up with. So then I was thinking I was going to do like, I don't know, two and a half, kilometers maybe on my exercise bike or something and yeah and increase that to five and then i thought no i'll do it on an actual bicycle outside i'll get i'll try my best to get back cycling get on the bike and if people are going to spend money well the least i can do is put everything into it and then i the track is just across the road and i was looking at it every day and i was like jesus six laps of that is going to be a long time it's going to be hard and then i realized that that's only a 400 meter track so i have to go around it 12 and a half times and I literally nearly shot myself, right? Because, like, <laughs> when you look down at a 400-meter track from here now where I am, and I can see it, and it's massive. And when I was thinking, I've, what did I sign up for? I have to go around that humongous thing 12 and a half times. And, like, it was it was pretty tense and intense, all the training. And thanks to Derek Hurley for whooping my ass, I think, and getting, yeah. me, getting me moving and getting me going. And he was fully behind me, obviously, like he was – bit apprehensive at the start and I was there just terror trust me I know I know what my body can take I've been 15 years like this we'll get there you know what I mean and even down on the track we done I think the furthest we got was seven laps and I was absolutely wrecked and then on the day though but there was so many people there and so many people cheering and Jamie was there cheering and you know it was kind of that that got me over the line that gave me that kind of extra bit of kick I needed and I, I, was, smoking, and I was smoking cracks of it <laughs> i seen the video of you at the end just thank you thank you yeah it was when the motorbikes came around and came up behind me on the last lap i was like oh jesus no stop stop oh, dad, stop lads you're gonna make yeah. me cry you know so it was, yeah i was very uh very emotional really like it's kind of and i was doing it for my mother you know who was a, a service user of the irish wheelchair association and 
everything kind of came to a head. I think the first time I like lobbered was when I reached 20 grand and I was doing a live stream and some woman, I was about 700 euros off 20 grand and she she donated that 715 euros or whatever and she goes like, this is for your mom. And I'd done a live stream to tell everyone that I'd reached 20 grand and I told them about the woman and then I just started like, just welling up and tearing on a live stream. And I was like, all right, thanks, bye. You know, I was just like, ah, because it was just, you know, I kind of that thing, ah, that fucker would be proud of me. You know what I mean? Even though she'd yeah. probably say, mad lunatic. You know what I mean? But yeah. It was that kinda, was really good. Thank you. Thank you. You have a big documentary coming out anyway. I've been seeing you posting about it. I do, yeah. It's going to. I think it's January. It's going to be coming out. I have to see the final cut. I think this week at some stage. So it's basically about the crash, and kind of how I overcame guilt and my injuries, and I suppose the negative spiral I was in to end up doing what I do now. So that's what it's kind of about. But it's more so about the crash and my, I suppose my interaction with people that were associated with the crash and things like that so yeah. it's kind of around that and basically it's a warning not to drink right yeah anymore. it's a very it's a very serious documentary obviously oh yeah there's no there's no real humor in it or anything there might be an odd an odd snippet of a clip from youtube from the videos just to kind of give them a feel for what i do but it's completely and utterly serious like so yeah it's it's more of a like don't ever yeah yeah if you can stop one person like doing what I did then it succeeded you know or even to make people think or talk about it I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for doing it I understood that when I signed up for it but look that's if that's what it takes then that's what it takes and how long is it going to be do you know uh I think it's 50 minutes I think I'm not, yeah. I'm not actually sure I think it's about 50 minutes I think so yeah, yeah. but it'll be on TG Carr I think in January so yeah you looking forward to it coming out uh no not really I'm looking forward to seeing it in the final cut, I don't really know if I'm going to be on social media the night it comes out because I might, there might be a bit of, a lot of negative kickback and stuff. So I we'll see how it goes. I suppose we'll see see we'll gauge the reaction. We'll see yeah. we'll there. I might if it's negative, I won't mention it or what you know. We'll see. But there's I always people, going to be a negative negative reaction yeah. to something, especially on people, national television. Yeah, I want people to watch it, but I don't want to be seen to be plugging it almost but i want as many people to watch it as possible again to get the message out yeah it will be as i said negative kickback but look that's 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 life that's entertainment that's media yeah so what does the future hold for you guys anyway uh just plenty more plenty more development basically As far as sketches, hopefully as soon as we can get touring again, we'll be doing that. Yeah, and uh, probably going to do another charity event. Yeah, okay. And that will be something with Everton. So that will be, I haven't really like uh, fleshed it out yet, but it will be something got to do with Everton and raising uh, money for mental health and stuff, so. Like, as I'd done the Irish Wheelchair Association thing and so many people from Britain donated, like Gary Lineker and Freddie Flintoff and all these, like, Seamus Cohen, all these superstars, really. You know, so I want to do something now. And there was a load of Liverpudlians that donated. They donated 
I'd say half the money. So I want to go over there now and do something for that. And hopefully the Irish people will get behind that as well. So because they're building a place called the People's Place. It's basically a mental health clinic or hospital that Everton are going building. So they're fundraising for that at the moment. So I'd like to kind of do something with that. Everton have always been a, a generous club in terms of charity yeah. and things like that. I see a lot of things on social media. Did you see the... Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like the first time we went over, they invited us into uh, the Everton hub and stuff. And they have schools and they educate like uh, kids that, you know, have no other place to go and stuff. Like it's, it's kind of amazing, really. And there's a drop-in day centre and everything. Like, you know, it's... I suppose it's the reason they call it the People's Club. It is. Yeah. There's no, there's no errors of races. Like they look after their actual local community, whether you're a Liverpool fan or an Everton fan. If you're from Liverpool, you know they will look after you. You know, and it's, it's amazing to see that. Yeah, there was a young man. I think you probably seen him on Twitter. He, I think he sent the club. He's Down syndrome. He sent the club a, yeah. a, a video message. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they just they like. Uh, Ancelotti sent him a letter, uh, Richarlison sent him a message, I think, and it's just, it's just, it's brilliant, like, things like that are just, like, you go, you know, well done, and, like, the amount of support he got, and the nice comments, and obviously, there's probably going to be one or two negative ones, and you'd love to kill them, but, yeah, you yeah. know, to put himself out there and feel that love is just amazing for him, and imagine how good it makes him feel. yeah. I had to look through the comments and I didn't find any negative ones because you're always kind of looking out just to, yeah, just to see. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't see any negative reaction to that at all, which I thought was great. Yeah, I'd love to actually meet him because he, he seems like he'd be great crap. You I know, wonder if he's seen your videos. I'd, I'd like to hope so. I'd yeah. say he probably did. At some stage, you must have came across them. So, yeah. I'm sure your paths might cross at some stage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to get him in a sketch. It'd be yeah. brilliant. I'd love to get him in a sketch. I might actually get in contact with him for the next time we're going over to Liverpool. Like, get him in the car and do a sketch. I yeah. think be- is, is he from Liverpool? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not actually sure, to be honest. Yeah. I'd have to check that up. That would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> to know where yeah. he's from. Yeah. I'm you can drive, you could, you could drive to him anyway. Yeah, I'd be in Liverpool, and he's like, no, I live in London. I'd go, oh, shit. I've, dri- I've driven from London to Liverpool before anyway, so I've done it a few times. London to, or London to, uh, what's the top? Hollyhead. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, in one in one sitting from, no, from, from Liverpool to London, to London to Hollyhead, from Hollyhead to Dublin, Dublin to Gaul. So, yeah, That's a lot try- of driving. Trying to keep my eyes open without dying. So, yeah. I slept on the ferry, so it was good. That's brilliant. Thanks a lot, guys, for your time anyway. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it, Peter. And I will catch you. No, not at all. I'm (laughs) going to catch you in the flesh when everything gets back to normal and all this corona bullshit's over. Absolutely, man. Cheers, lads. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye.